Hey, Score North listeners, it's Phil Mackey here. And starting Monday, September 23rd and running through Friday, September 27th, we at Score North are raising money to feed and change the lives of Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, supporting the Union Gospel Mission Shelter in St. Paul. We're auctioning off some awesome sports-related packages, including Twins playoff tickets with luxury transportation to the ballpark, a Gopher football tunnel experience, a Vikings-Packers package, also live show sit-ins with Glenn Perkins, Alex Boone, and a lot more. Money raised will go directly into helping transform the lives of Twin Cities homeless. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals is where you can see all the packages. That's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Or if you just want to donate, you can go to the same website. A dollar ninety-six provides a meal and shelter for a homeless person. Scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. It's the Score North Twin Show. Drill to the right field corner, down for a hit. Rosario will score, Sano right behind him, they're going to wave him in. Relay to the plate is not in time. And Gonzalez delivers a two-run double. That highlight courtesy of Fox Sports North. This here, the Score North first place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes where the magic number still sits at three. Twins and Indians both with the night off yesterday. Rami Makloff, Judd Zulgad with you here for the next hour. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. Later on, we're going to Look ahead to the postseason, as I think we can confidently now look ahead to the postseason and uh, talk about some of the things we're feeling good about, some of the things we're feeling not so good about, and some of the things that we're just not so sure about. There's a lot of those in life, aren't there, Rami? There's a lot of things we're not so sure about in life. So that's, that's a little later in the show, but I've I've been sitting on a question for just this occasion. And when I say this occasion, I mean where I'm sitting here on the Twins show with Judd Zolgad, which is most Tuesdays. And Miguel Sano is coming off a big game. Mm-hmm. And he just went two for four the other day with the two home runs. And now on the season, Miguel Sano, let me just make sure I got this right, 33 home runs, an on-base percentage of 347, slugging 580, OPS of 927 with the influence of Nelson Cruz and whatever else has lit a fire under Miguel Sano this year since coming off the foot injury that 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 stalled the start of his season. And my question is this, Judd, and I ask you this because I don't carry the history and the weight of the history and the pain of the history of Miguel Sano with me. Very, very good. <laughs> I didn't mean it that way. Very but I'll savvy. Um, That's a heavy question. What's it going to take for you to buy into Miguel Sano? Because oh, I love this question. Yeah, this was this was a guy who, when he when he was signed to the Twins, when he first got to the majors with the Twins, you guys thought you had one of the better young sluggers in Major League Baseball, right? And when he came up, he had um, I don't want to say complete discipline of the strike zone, but he certainly had a very good clue. Yeah, he came up basically July first of was it 2015? Now, yes, and. For that half a year, you said, whoa, oh, oh, this guy, this guy gets it. So, yes. Won the home run derby? To answer your question, yes. Like, burst onto you the felt scene. Like, you felt like he and Buxton had the potential to be absolute star players. And then between being out of shape, uh, lackluster performance, yep. injuries, like the hope has just dwindled for Miguel Sano. People have sort of given up on the guy and thought... 
Well, if he ever is that great, but we're not expecting it. Correct. What point do you buy back in and think, yeah, that's that's the dude. That's that's the guy we thought we were getting because he wouldn't be the first major leaguer to figure it out at this stage in his career after falling on his face a number of times. There's there's an expression that Theo Epstein and I'm sure Levine and Falvey, a lot of analytics guys Mm -hmm. love to use this expression. Progress isn't linear. So if you're looking at a guy's career on a chart, there will be there will be a line going up and then it'll dip down and then it'll go up and then it'll dip down. And then you'll see when they figure it out, the line will steadily go up for a few years. Do you think we are at a point where now Miguel Sano is the progress is starting to point back in the upward direction? And are you starting to believe in him? And if not, what will it take? Uh, first of all, those numbers, man. Oh, I mean, well, yeah, well, he can hit the baseball a mile. I didn't do the math yet, but per 600, that's got to be really good. He can hit the baseball a long, long way. Uh, so my first response to your question would be, um, fool me once, shame on you. 2015, he came up and was phenomenal. And, and then I believe in 16 or so, he became an all-star and so we were talking about a guy at that point who you said, oh, yeah, he's on track now. And and uh, through various faults of his own, fell off track. I will tell you the next time that I will, the next step. So this is a Miguel Snow recovery process, personally. So this is not a, oh, my gosh, he just came back and he hit the ball a long way again and it, it snapped. It, it, it snaps. It's fine. In the recovery process, the next thing that I have to see from him is I have to see him show up in Fort Myers in February, in really good shape still. in Because he was in great shape when he showed up this year. Yep. Like, he went from looking right. like an offensive guard to a linebacker. But they sent him down, don't forget, in June of 2018 to Class A because he'd gotten so fat. Right. And so what I, what I need to see now is an offseason and a winter of that discipline again to be in great shape, show up healthy as possible. The other thing I need to see, and this is more from the Twins' perspective, is where do they, when and where do they move him? He is not a third baseman, and I know he occasionally makes nice plays, and he's got a cannon for an, an, an arm, which, which is why they had the ill-fated decision a couple of years back of he could play right field, which, which he couldn't. He needs to be moved. He can't move well. Well, he's a DH. But I think he could be short-term a first baseman, don't you? Maybe in a spot start but anyway, here and there. anyway, that's not up to him, but... The Miguel Snow recovery process, personally for me, includes lots of steps here before I buy in. Because I know he can hit the baseball. I know if you throw him a cookie, he can do things to the baseball what he's that doing, the majority of, of you don't get that human many beings can't do. He's, he's hitting the crap out of the ball, and consistently. But because I, because I go back to 2015, because I've seen this entire uh, play play out, there are I would not say that there's one defining thing here. There are now steps. There are steps in the process. I'm impressed now. He's done some nice things, but I need to see way more. And the most important thing to me is February Fort Myers. How do you look? And if you look like you look right now, then that's a positive check mark. This might be stupid or naive on my part, or again, just not carrying the weight of Miguel Sano's history for Twins fans. I honestly. Cannot see the guy going backwards now in terms of his condition and his commitment to baseball. I I, I just I don't see how that could possibly happen. Be- Unfortunately, I've seen it before. But when when 
when you're Miguel Sano and seemingly the light bulb turns on yep. that, hey, if I show up in shape yep. and I listen to my coaches I see what you're saying. and I follow Nelson Cruz's lead, yep. look at what I can do. Yep. I cannot imagine this guy just going back to the Dominican Republic this offseason and enjoying mom's home cooking for five months. I just, I can't. Let's that, just that, say, what, what kind of person would do that? Let's just, let's just say that you're talking to a guy who lost 135 pounds. I would hate myself so much, so much. If I went back to that guy and put all that weight back on, and I don't even play sports for a living. I'm not even a professional athlete whose who's health and well-being depend, decides how they will earn a living. Let's just say that Sports Dad has been let down before. <laughs> and so what I'm doing is... I didn't is, know Sports Dad was making an appearance yeah, sports, this segment. Sports Dad, sports Dad <laughs> is the guy who, who basically says, you've led me down a path before... Rami, when 2015 got done, I said, this guy's incredible. Miguel's he been caught sneaking out the window too many yes, times. Is exactly that what you're right. saying, Exactly dad? right. Yeah. And so I need to see. But this is not a crit. This is not, this is not saying that he can't continue to ascend now. You're He's have to being earn given my chance. trust back. Yes, I'm not, and I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Well, I'm sort of mad, too. I got to admit, I'm sort of mad. But yes, earn my trust back and do it over a long period of time. And prove prove it. Just continue to prove it. And, and, but again, the issue comes back to, to this too. And this is up to the team, not to the player. Where does he end up? When does he end up at a different position, first base or DH, and how soon? And see, that, and that's the one I'm curious about as well. See, I'm already, because I thought the Cause same he's not thing. not DH in no, 2020, because that's, that's going to be a cruise again. Right. So I think next year you kind of. Depending on what other pieces, because there are a lot of moving pieces with the Twins, which is one of the things I love about them. They have not just a lot of good baseball players, but good baseball players who you can put all over the field and anywhere in the lineup. So depending on who's back next year, I think you stick with a similar uh, formation to what you have now in terms of the batting order, who plays where defensively and, and rest days and, and the way that you rotate guys in and out, etc. Stick with that for one more year. Mm-hmm. Nelson Cruz, he has one year left on his contract. You probably let him walk after that. I know that right now we're looking at Nelson Cruz and going, man, this guy just hit 40 bombs and is still counting and has 400 career and is still counting, and I would take okay. him beyond 2020. But I have a question for you off that. Okay, keep going. Reality is age will catch up to Nelson Cruz at some point, and you probably want to cut bait a year too early rather than a year too late and sign him to a contract that he can't live up to once he once he enters his 40s. That's the reality of it. So in 2020, Miguel Sano becomes full-time DH. Your shortstop, your star shortstop, who's in the minors right now, is probably ready to go. You have a rise in Polanco up here at the major league level who you can move to second base or to third base, respectively, and move those guys around. And you've you've plugged the hole of, of Nelson Cruz, You've moved some other guys into probably better defensive positions. And Miguel Sano is in his true position, which is a DH in 2020. I'm afraid he'd balloon again. But, <laughs> yeah. Sports Dad's very concerned here. 2021, plus, I should say. And plus, Cruz is, Cruz is, is for, for now, I think a very important element or person in Sano's life as far as uh, the success that Sano has had in the second half of this year. Now, in two years, if I cut that cord, it should work. I'll just see. Let me wait and see here, too. 
Let me wait and see. So you need to see Miguel Sano show up again in shape. I in, need to see a in lot 2020 more, yeah. spring training. Yes. And then do this again yes. for an entire season or like 40 games into next season. If he's still doing this, he'd be like, all right, we got Miguel Sano. Uh, probably. You know what? We you know what? For. Given the fact that I've seen him do, do this for a part of 2015 and then he had the all-star year and then he fell off and he got o- overweight. You know what? I'm not going to be completely comfortable until if your plan is right, I'm not going to be completely comfortable with him until he is a full time DH and proves to me that he has a professional approach and can stay so we're in shape. Twenty twenty. Yeah, there's a there's a lot of concern. Judd is fully on board. There's a lo- there's a lot of concern here. Twenty twenty. There's a lot of concern Manny. on my part. I wrote I wrote this in spring training. I wrote that with Miguel Sano, it feels like and and this is true with Buxton too, but in a different way. It feels like it's always something. So I need to get through an extended period, probably a year or two, where it's nothing. Where okay, he might get hurt. That happens, okay. But it's but it's nothing. It's no, I cut my leg up at a celebration. It's no, I accidentally went home and gained fifty pounds. It's no, I can't move, and I'm sorry about that. But you know, I'm gonna try and play third base, and if a ball's hit, hit to me, I can. It needs to be. I need a prolonged period of just good baseball and nothing else from him. And the other thing too is, you know, Rami, you mentioned. His numbers per 600. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see him get to 600 for once. True. I mean, can he stay healthy? What that's, were, that's still that's still going to be the question mark going into going into next year. Is can he for him and Buxton both? Can they stay healthy? Right. They well, need Buxton. Them. That's really the only question because you don't have the the questions of commitment and staying in sure. shape with Buxton Correct. that you do with Miguel Sano. Yep. And and I and I I I'm not as concerned as Judd is about Miguel coming in to spring training in shape and everything because he did come into spring training this year in shape. So I'm not I'm concerned about that, but I'm not as concerned about that as I am about his ability to stay healthy. That's that's my number one concern. Because what were the he's injuries? Never been able to do. Do you guys that. remember what the injuries were that have set him back before this year? Because the one this year is kind of a freak thing. Well, he got, he got the, his his. Well, foot. he was literally in. There in, was a hamstring thing, wasn't it? In yeah. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. Here they put him in right field. Yeah. He, Although he didn't get hurt, he didn't hurt his hamstring he pulled playing his, in right ha- field. He was running hamstring first base in Oakland there. Yeah. But. No, I just come back to, to the fact that in June of 2018, you had to demote him all the way to Class A because he was just too fat. Like this is the I don't want any more. And being, I don't want any more dramatics. Being fat and out of shape will cause injuries. Obviously, yes. He but the, this he year, the lower leg injury that he had, they had to put a metal rod in his leg in 2017. He fouled a ball that. off his leg in yeah. that one against the Diamondbacks. See, and that's mm-hmm. just that, a freak thing that's, too. Right? No, but this is why I'm telling you. The injuries injuries happen to Buxton, Sano, but I need no self. Okay, here's the best way to put it, possibly from Sports Dad. I need no self induced drama. Like pe- people get hurt, right? I get that. Now, if you get hurt because you're fat, that's your fault. But I need no self inflicted drama. I I need you to be in shape. I need you to um to follow. And, and this is this is why I think behind the scenes. Nelson Cruz is so important. Nelson Cruz in the Twins home clubhouse, lockers by Miguel. He's there as a sounding board. He is, he and Marwin are as professional as you can possibly get playing baseball. I mean, they get it, they get it to the, to the nth degree. And so those two, their effect on guys like Sano to me are enormous. And what do those guys 
not do for the most part. It, you know, p- people at different time in their lives screw up, but for the most part, you don't have a lot of self-inflicted drama there, and that's what I need. But this is I I felt uh, I felt too much for how good Sano looked initially when, when he came up. So because of that, it's going to take me an extended period of time and several like steps at least to get to say and oh okay it's fine. But that doesn't make what what he's done and how far he can hit the baseball less impressive. I'm not trying to say that's not. I mean, right. he does. He hits the base. He murders baseballs. And are are we now all okay with all the strikeouts? If this is the kind of production you're going to get from this guy, are we okay with all the strikeouts and the six or seven games where you won't hear Miguel Sano's name? If you're going to get this from him for the rest of the season, as long as he's not striking out in big moments, oh, he's going to. He's going to. He strikes out a lot, and well, he's so he's going to end up at the plate in big moments and big situations. That. I need him to constantly work on his craft. So, so, but he'll never be a guy I'll, who doesn't strike right, out. Right, but I'll take he's the strike, strike out a lot. But, yes. but here, but here's what I can't take. I can't take what he was doing before he got hot, and you went through fifty at bats, and mm-hmm. he looked lost. Never look here. Here's what I never want to see again. I'll take the strikeouts. I never want to see you not have a clue at the plate because that's your fault. Yep. Now, if once in a while, if once every fifty at bats. Okay, you have a bad at bat. It happens. But what I never want to see is a two-week stretch of you've got no clue because that's inexcusable. That's that's a lack of applying yourself, and he clearly has the coaching staff and support staff to not do that. So, yes, if you go up there and it's a competitive at bat and you strike out, it's fine. That's life. But if you go up there for two weeks and now you're lost and lost and lost and lost and, and your approach goes to hell... That's where I start to have a problem. Will you consistently be a professional hitter for 140 games that you hopefully play over the course of yeah, 162 that's, games? That's season? the question. And I, but I, that's a fair request. I still think he can do it. Uh, but expect a lot of strikeouts. That's, that's not going to change. You made me think of something. After next year, if Nelson Cruz is open to it, I'm keeping him around as some kind of coach, something. Like you're just a team's life coach. You don't even have to be here every day. <laughs> just show show up for like homestands. Does it and, work that? And make sure does you, that work? Make sure you keep everybody in line. Like if you see guys not doing, does that work? You, yeah, I think I think it can work, can't it? I feel like you have to be a player. I don't think not. I not, feel like I feel like not when once you, you've established yourself, you've I don't been know. here a couple of years. It's a good question. I I feel like you have to. What what makes Cruz so impactful to me is is he totally gets it. He totally gets it. Guys love him, but most importantly. They see him do it. He's really good. Yeah. And so they're like, whoa, dude, you're great. So if you show up in the clubhouse and now you're Nelson Cruz sort of emperor of, hey, I'm here, guys. What's going on? I don't like what you're doing. I think then guys are like, well, too bad. You don't play. I think I, I think the playing aspect and doing it so well is a huge part of this. I think if you're a former player who's never played with the guys in that particular clubhouse and they just... The organization's like, hey, we're bringing this guy in to show you guys what to do and how to act and how to be professionals. They might roll their eyes or give him the side eye, but with Nelson Cruz having been there for two years maybe, and having been the leader in the clubhouse and leading by example and showing him that this works, I think they'd probably listen to him. Man, that guy's impressive. Is there? Do they have those on Major League Baseball coaching staffs? Life coach? They certainly could. They've got the, the rest of the coaching staff now, right? Nelson it, Cruz, twins, life coach. Quality control guys now? Yeah. I mean, you could. Life coach. Like Nelson Cruz just walks around the, the, the clubhouse during homestands and he's like, Hey, you get your batting practice in today? 
Did you get your nap? Did that, you get your but nap? But that's today? not how he works. That's not how he works. He, so so here's how he works. Here and here's that's all he what, does. Did you, what did you have for breakfast? So did you eat, did you eat okay. a good breakfast? So here's the subtle things that make him so effective. Um, I, I was in the clubhouse before the game on Saturday, and a, a reporter was doing a story, I think because there's going to be a ton of stories for the uh, playoffs, on the fact that a lot of the Twins players, before games, I believe, play dominoes, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's just a team thing, which is cool. Nelson Cruz was asked, are you good at dominoes? And he's like, yes. And then he, he was asked, so do you play before games? Or, and he goes, and he looks at the reporter, and not in a... Not in a bleep hole way. He just looks at him and says, no, I'm preparing to play the game. Yeah. But it's stuff like that. Right. So if you're a Domino's guy and you're like, hey, Nelly, look at me play Domino's. He's like, no, I'm going to hit. So it's subtle stuff. When he's life coach, you can just take a bat to the Domino's game. And be like, get to the I cages. Love how you, I love how you're thinking. <laughs> I'm, I, I love this. Get to the cages. But I don't know if it works. I'm not playing no effing Domino's. Yeah, here's your, but that's what he said. He's like, I don't play Domino's because I'm... But, but he looked at the guy like, are you serious? Domino's player. I'm taking batting practice. Hey, uh, Nelson oh. Cruz strikes me as the guy that would be like Ice Cube in Boys in the Hood. Where they're playing dominoes, Rami? Do you download? Yeah. Ever saw, where he <laughs> slams his hand down and he says, "Domino." domino. That's yeah, Nelson Cruz. That's Nelson. Playing dominoes. But he doesn't even need to say that. Right. <laughs> A couple of tweets into the show. This one from Brian at Robbie is tweeting says, "What Judd is saying is that he will believe in snow after he's put up 300 home runs, bats 300, and hits 120 RBIs for four straight years, and then maybe he'll say snow has turned it around." When he's going into Cooperstown. I'm on board. <laughs> when he is when when he is on the steps at Cooperstown, I'm all in on Miguel Sano. And then uh, Tom, frequent tweeter and contributor to the show at Jay Zalgat at Rami is tweeting at Manny Hill eighty four uh, shares a couple of interesting Miguel Sano facts that I did not know. Also had Tommy John surgery in the minors yep. and I missed a that. season. Yes, and yep. says uh, Sano is a free agent after twenty twenty one. And Jay Z's Rock Nation represents him. I thought he, fired, I thought he got a new Needless agency. To say, he will be difficult to re to resign. I thought he changed again. I'll check on that. Are Rock Nation clients notoriously hard to resign? I know Scott Boris clients are. I didn't know Rock Nation was. I don't know driving a hard. But I thought he changed. I I thought he because he he had an agent um, who I think worked alone, and then he went to Rock Nation, and I thought he switched again, but I'm not positive. I'll check. Hmm. All right, Robinson Cano's Rock Nation, I believe. Yes, yes, yeah. That I know. That I that I remember. They got him a huge deal Mm -hmm. that he's still cashing in on. (laughs) Because Seattle was so stupid. (laughs) What are you doing if you're the the Mariners? Yeah, they're also not the brightest bulbs. Yeah, they traded for that contract. They were like, give me that. They they weren't stupid enough to sign him when he was still really good and give him more money than they should. They saw him be bad and not worth but, the contract and were like, give me that. But if you're the Mariners, to go back to them, what are you thinking? The guy was, he was coming off an MVP are we, season. Are, was we, are we ever going to see, and I believe that uh, Cano got this, are we ever going to see a 10-year contract in baseball again? I mean, we I, just saw it. We just saw Bryce Harper get thirteen years. I don't think. I don't think. Yeah, we you're will, right. I don't think we will unless you are at the level of the guys did, that got him. If no. you're if you're Bryce Harper or yeah, Mike Trout. Harper got ten. Trout got thirteen. Right. Yep, right. But 13. they but they weren't that old. I'll I'll rephrase. Are we ever going to see a ten year um, contract for a for a, a vet, veteran for no. a veteran I, player? Because the Trout one, the Trout one actually to go go back on what I just said does make some sense. But okay. 
um, pool holes, um, Cano, those guys. Maybe I would have guessed Ronald Acuna Jr. before he signed his eight-year deal. Right, but he's but but he would have been those make sense. But he would have I'm been saying, 26, 27 years old. Yeah, I'm saying your third or fourth contract, or let's say third, is mm. for ten years. That's ridiculous. Like what Albert got? Yes, yeah. Albert's contract. Why? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Okay, doesn't make any sense. At Just all. trying to I make said, sure I'm not I completely said, crazy. I said that when they signed it. You know, it does make sense. What's that? Getting cool things and helping out cool causes. That's what we're doing here at Score North's Mission for Meals. Every day this week, Score North is raising money to buy meals and a new lease on life for Twin Cities homeless. We're calling it Score North's Mission for Meals, benefiting Union Gospel Mission in the Twin Cities. Listeners can help by bidding on fantastic Minnesota sports experiences at scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Our package yesterday, the uh, Score North Twins show package, that included tickets to a playoff game. That was game, an awesome package. Luxury uh, car to and from the game, yep. dinner, and something else. Oh, yeah, sit in on a Score North Twins show with Glenn Perkins. Went for $1,200. So thank you to everybody who bid on that. Up for auction until 8 o'clock tonight. A Mackie and Judd with Rami gopher football experience. I didn't even know I was part of this, but I'm happy to be. It includes a sweet 416. <laughs> you didn't know you were part of this? I did not this know. This is awesome. I did not know I was going this to a This is really, really game. cool. I don't even, I'm finding out right now what we'll be doing okay. in this experience. All right. It's a sweet for 16. Mm-hmm. This sounds good to me. Plus basic food and beverage and catering. Great, free food. Uh, to the Gophers-Penn State game. That's a big one. On Saturday, November 9th, 16 halftime tunnel passes. Will, be, will we be allowed to go down and... and I'm sure we can get I'm right. sure we can get some Mackie access, and yes. Judd with Rami Studio sit-in and dinner for two after a show? That's more free food for me. No, you're buying. Oh, I don't like this anymore. 100% of the proceeds will be donated to the Union Gospel Mission, so you know what? To hell with it. I'll buy. Bidding is currently yes. open until 8 p.m. tonight at scorenorth.com. Can I have a third? <laughs> slash, not for drinks, just the food. Scorenorth.com <laughs> slash mission for meals. You could also just straight up donate. If you don't want to bid, $29 buys a week's worth of meals and a whole lot more for a person in need. Again, it's scorenorth.com slash mission for meals. Go get the Mackie and Judd with Rami. Go for football experience, and uh, we'll have more the rest of the week right here on Score North on 1500, scorenorth.com, and the Score North mobile app, Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bone Basota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three, back right after this. My baseball friends, Mackie here for Federated Mutual Insurance Company. Business owners, I'm talking to you, and I've been one myself. I know what goes into it. You love it, but you're grinding every day, solving problems, taking care of employees. It helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. When you partner with Federated, you get more than just a policy. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. Visit federatedinsurance.com to find your local representative. Federated Insurance, it's our business to protect your Let's bat around some banter. Twins. Twins. The Score North Twin Show on Score North and scorenorth.com. A high fly left field. Very deep. Going back is Merrifield. Gone. And it is a five-run first inning. Number 32, 76. Runs batted in for Miguel Sano. I like courtesy of Fox Sports North. This is the Score North First Place Twins show live from Bombasota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three. Rami Makloff, Judd Zolgad with you. Manny Hill on the other side of the glass. I'm sticking around at 1 o'clock if you're listening to us live on 1500 or streaming us at scorenorth.com or on the Score North mobile app. 
Uh, it'll be Score North Live with myself, Matthew Collar, Danny Cunningham, uh, Vikings Talk, and lots of fun stuff uh, coming your way at 1 o'clock. You heard the Miguel Sano stat, or the uh, highlight there. We'll get into the, uh, the, uh, the thing I teased before the break here in just a second, Judd, but sure. this came from Brian based on WRC+. Plus. If you want to know what it is, go look it up. Which measures how you've done compared to the rest of the hitters in baseball. It's just bad radio explaining what all this stuff is. Uh, he says Sano is the 21st best hitter, minimum of 400 uh, plate appearances in baseball. 39% better than average in baseball this season. Not in the second half or since August 1st. That's for the whole season. And what I'm saying is I need to see more. And this question, which I think... Has been thrown around here. I haven't been part of this discussion. Okay. Uh, Spencer Warden tweets at all three of us. Rami's tweeting. Jay Zolgad, Manny Hill, at Score North. Uh, would you rather have Miguel Sano or Byron Buxton long term? <sighs> this is so tough now. If, if both are healthy, yes. Which one? You get one. Yes. Gun to I'll your head. Them both. Gun to your healthy. head. You get, you no, get which one. one? Yeah, and you have to take one. You can only take one and you have to take one. Mine is simple. If, if healthy, my... my Answer, it's so simple. It's Buxton. I'm saying today, you have to make this decision. Today, gun to your head. Are people still using that expression, or am I not allowed to it's use It's very politically incorrect, and I'm offended beyond belief. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how can I say Buxton right now? He's never healthy. Yeah. If both are healthy, Byron Buxton's skill set is damn near impossible to find. Miguel, Miguel Sano, God bless him, is not. But is Byron Buxton ever going to be healthy for a prolonged period of time? I Byron Buxton d- does not have, well, that's not fair. Byron Buxton does not have across-the-board self-inflicted problems. Now, stop crashing into walls. So he does <laughs> cause problems for himself. Problem. <laughs> but Sano but scares me because there have been more odd things and there have been things that bother you. Uh, but boy, right now... You got to say Sano, right? Gun to head right now. We're not supposed to use that anymore. To, to quote you, completely incorrect. And I'm sure you'll be called the HR following um, Score North Live at, th- at uh, 2 o'clock today. Maybe before that. They might just pull me out mid, <laughs> mid-twin mid show. That'd be assume, assuming they're listening. Right. I got bad news. I bet they're not. <laughs> um, or maybe it's good news since you won't be pulled off the air right away. They use the Score North mobile. Yeah, app I mean, how how can I how can I take Buxton right now? How can I do Can't. it? It's a hard it's a how hard decision for me to be honest. Well, it, because well because it is, but Buck, Buxton. Here's the problem: they both have injury problems. They Miguel Sano's injury history hasn't been as severe. I guess I'm not even sure if that's the right way to describe it, but. Buxton does also have a season under his belt where he played 140 games. And Miguel does not. And Buxton's got a skill set that you... Miguel's about to, isn't he? That you basically well, can't, no. can't find, too. He's played in 101. 101. Yeah. He missed the first month and a half Byron, of the season. Byron Buxton does things that you simply, for the most part, can't find. Across the board, yeah. he does things yeah. that, that are outside the scope of what almost any baseball player, if you put all of his attributes together, can do. Especially in today's game. Yes. Yes, Exactly. If they, if steal they, bases, his defense is phenomenal. He is a nightmare. You name me another player right now in the big leagues who is the nightmare that Byron Buxton is consistently on the base pass. Are there five of them? Are he, there four of them, Rami? He's always potentially an extra base. Correct. 
If, if he hits a single, it could be a double. If he's on first, any hit, he could be on third. But are there four of those guys? Are, Maybe. Are there four? Are there three? Maybe. If they're, if both guys are going to, let's say both guys are going to play exactly 100 games, exactly 100 games, which guy provides more value? Buxton. Probably Buxton. Then probably. That's pro- then that's probably the guy I take. But you're doing it today, and he's never healthy, and he does crash into fences, and he can't, he-, he can't stop himself. Right. Water gun to your head. I change it to a water gun. Today. Cool. I honestly can't. I, me personally, I can't give you an answer. <laughs> not, I honestly don't that's know. That's not what we do here, Manny. I, I, we have sorry. takes. All right. We ask questions. We have takes. But they, I mean, there, and we recklessly speculate. The, what, that's the score North Brain. Think about it, though. There's a reason why the question was asked to begin with. Right. But day one, it is tough. It's super hard. But day one of spring training, when it starts and Buxton has rehabbed from the shoulder surgery, and I'm concerned about Miguel walking through the door weighing 340 again. But yeah, water gun to head right now, I guess, Miguel. I, I just, I, it's hard. It's really hard. You put me on the spot. Now I hate you for that. I didn't do it, by the way. It was who, who uh, did it? it? Let me see. Who did that to us? Let me make sure we have our culprit. Spencer Warden. Spencer, thanks. I hate it's you. It's a that. fair question. I, know, I hate him for this question. <laughs> it's I hate, a very fair I question. Hate it's, him. A, it's a hard one for me to answer. For I me, today, today yeah. water gun to my head, it's a no. I came in today hoping not to have to think this much. <laughs> Isn't that every day? Twins were off yesterday. I thought the twin <laughs> show would be a nice leisurely pace show, and now I'm being forced to pick. Bears give you plenty to talk about when it comes to the Vikings. I can't wait to talk about just this game. Push button. This afternoon, I can't you wait to talk about this. You thought it was just going to be a push-button push button day at Score North, didn't you? I really did, but there's so much to talk about. That football game gave gave us so many topics. So many topics. We scratched the surface on Ventline, but I feel on, on the afternoon program. And we're I'll, really I'll scratch the surface with Collar and Danny at one on Score North Live. But at four o'clock, we that, dive in. That's your club, yes, sir. That, we that was your club, and you know what? They looked damn good last night. Kind of scary, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But we'll, kinda, we'll save that for later. I'm worried about people's health. <laughs> You don't only worry about the health of one. You think, you think Buxton's hurt. You think Sanoa has problems. I wouldn't want to be wearing number eight for the Vikings. After a short break, we'll tell you what we're feeling good about, not so good about, and what we just don't know about More as the thinking. Twins head to the postseason. You're listening to the Score North First Place Twins Show, live from Bonamassota, the land of 10,000 rakes, where the magic number is three. We're going to ice down Judd's brain, and we'll be back right after this on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. The Score North Twin Show. Have you guys ever wondered what it's like to be a twin? On Score North and scorenorth.com. All right, time for a Score North download, and it's brought to you by Baird Baird, offering trusted financial advice and services since 1919. And uh, the uh, what I can tell you on this Score North download right now is that... Uh, you know, it's been 10 years since we went on that magic carpet ride with Brett Favre, and uh, we're doing a deep dive into every aspect of that 2009 Viking season. You can join Sage Rosenfels, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, and Ryan Longwell on Minnesota Sports Rewind 2009 Vikings Edition. It's on demand anywhere you find your favorite podcasts, or you can go to scorenorth.com and click on Shows. That's Minnesota Sports Rewind 2009 Vikings Edition. That's your score of download. And um, Judd, of course, you are a part of that podcast. Did you tell the story on the podcast about you were sitting next to Chip Scoggins at the oh, yeah. Superdome? Yep. I love that story. It's hilarious. Yep. And Chip said uh, as they as the uh, Vikings matriculated down the field, I think it was after a completion to Chester Taylor, Chip 
leaned to me and said, they're going to Super Bowl. And I said, ship, just wait. It's the Vikings. <laughs> just wait. Just wait. And sure enough, too many men in the huddle, bad pass. Next thing you know, we're going home and the Saints are going to Super Bowl. Too many men in the huddle is a penalty that infuriates me. How about the fact that the Packers took that penalty in the Vikings game? Infuriates me. And and how about the fact that, that the training camp after uh, Favre and the Vikings committed that infraction in the NFC title game, Aaron Rodgers was asked about that and said, that's why I always stay out of the huddle and count the helmets first. And then the Packers took that exact same penalty in week two against the Vikings. Guess he no longer stays out of the huddle and counts the helmets. It infuriates. <laughs> well, it should. I I, Can you imagine it basically costing you a trip to a Super Bowl? I, no, Can you imagine if no, Mitch Trubisky oh and, and your Bears managed to put 12 men in the huddle, costing you a trip, let's say, uh, for the 2019 season Super Bowl? And who's, who's Rami, who's the Bears fullback, if they even have one? I don't think they have one. Trey Burton plays like a... Imagine that 12th guy back. being the fullback, like it was for Nefarian oh, Tiger. No, I would Tiger. lose my damn mind. You don't, want, you don't want to see me if that ever happens. <laughs> you don't want to be around me if that ever happens. All right, what's our Twins question? Our Twins question is this. Going into the postseason, heading into October, what are you confident, concerned, and curious about? And I'm going to take the pitching side of things, All right. and Judd is going to take the hitting side of things. Okay. I feel like there's a lot more to break down on the hitting side of things, so I'm going to keep mine relatively simple. Do you want to go first? Yes. Go ahead. I'm confident in the bullpen as a whole. I feel as good about the Twins if they have a lead after five innings Mm -hmm. as I do about any of these playoff teams. Maybe not better. They're not a better bullpen than maybe what the Yankees have somehow turned into in the second half. You want to look at the National League, the Cardinals bullpen has been ridiculous. Tends you to say that. There are some, yeah, it really does, but facts are facts. And the Cubs blew it. Um, <laughs> like I like how he just dismisses it. Why are you guys trying to break me? Because you're going to need therapy Why after this. Just admit it. You know, just really, admit it's okay to cry. Okay. I have another hour after this. I have to do, and then another two hours later this afternoon. It's too early in the day to break me. We're just giving you as much crap as we can, Rami, because we know how insufferable you're going to be with your bears. I don't know what you're talking about. You act like I'm sitting here in a bright orange bears shirt. I'm yeah, and an orange and a big C orange on your. Hat too on your baseball cap. <sighs> I digress. Back to this Twins right. pitching staff. I'm very confident in the bullpen as a whole. If this Twins team has a lead after five innings, especially after six, it's probably a done deal. You're facing some really good lineups in the Astros and the Yankees, so it's not definitely a done deal. They're not that light out, you. but it's probably a done deal. Confidence. Concerned about the starting rotation because at this point. You have two guys who you feel kind of good about throwing them out to the mound to start a postseason baseball game in Barrios and uh, and Jake Odorizzi. You have two guys, and it's probably going to be a bullpen day on the third day. Martin Perez might be in the mix, probably make the roster, <laughs> but he's not going to be your traditional starter in the postseason the way that he has been throughout the regular and season. And who starts that game now? Dobnik? Mate, yeah, that's what Phil proposed yesterday. I'm not really too concerned about who starts that game. I know that sounds you weird. You just want to get him through if it's Johnny, six outs? If it's Johnny Holstaff, then All right. okay. I mean, maybe Sergio Romo. He's done it throughout his career. Yeah, but career. don't you want him at... That's true, but don't you want him with how he's pitched to the back end? A little bit more at the back end? I don't think that's really... A th- analytics says that's not really a thing anymore. Okay. You want him to get six tough outs. Okay. You go against the top of the order, wherever that is. You're, you need to get 27 outs. You want him to get six tough outs at the at the top of the Yankees or the Astros. Fair order. enough. 
Um, my curiosity and what I think could be the X factor in terms of pushing this team over the top and through a series, Brewstar Gretterol. Ooh, I like that one. And what mm, that guy... That's a good one. Because he has lights-out potential. We know that. There's a reason he's as highly regarded a prospect as he is in the Twins organization. Throws 100, seemingly with ease. So he has that lights-out potential. The question just is, is he ready for this stage? And mm. if if the stage isn't too big for Brewstar Gretterol, and he can be a real weapon... You just like to say the name now. I do. Now you just... See, now it's you showing off. Out of the bullpen... Oh, you got that fancy tongue roll, man. That 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 changes things. Yeah, that it does. Really, that's a great one. I really like that. changes things. So that's my that's confident, awesome. curious, concerning, curious for the pitching staff. Okay, for the hitters, I will start with confidence, and I will be very brief. They're going to hit home runs. If they don't, it's going to be done quick. But I'm confident that they will. Right? This team is going to hit, and the Yankees in that stadium, they're going to hit pop ups that go for. Home runs. Nelson Cruz is going to come up for the first time, and he's going to hit a what looks like a towering pop-up that should be caught in right field and will land eight rows deep. Confidence, home runs. They're not going to stop. The ball is wound tight. These guys can hit for power. My concern is very, very clear-cut here. I see it clear as day, but it's a big concern. It's Max Kepler. Is he healthy? Now, he initially started to miss time because of what they called a scapula problem. And then he came back the day that they uh, swept the split doubleheader in Cleveland. He came back and played in both games. And then he didn't play again until he uh, he pinch ran on Saturday. And I don't know what the confidence about him coming back is. He told our guy Doogie on uh, KSDP-TV that his problem is not a shoulder problem. It's a back problem. And now, since then, I've seen it revised rev- uh, revise to upper shoulder. The point being is, I have no clue what's wrong here, and if it's a back problem, that could change the the landscape of concern completely here, but Max Kepler's health and ability to hit and be in this, this lineup and be effective in Game 1 of the playoffs is absolutely imperative, I think. Do you think it's possible that so I'm concerned on that one. They're sitting so pretty in the division right now in terms of, you know, the magic I hope so. The magic number is three. You have some terrible teams this week that you, you can lock it up against that they're I hope so. Slow playing him, playing it safe and making sure that he's he's back to close to one hundred percent by the time the playoffs roll around. That's my hope. I'm not positive though. Yeah. But if if he if if game one comes and he's at fifty percent or something, that's a potential problem. My curiosity is this, and it goes to your point about Gratterall, but it's Gratterall, but it's a more important player, Eddie Rosario. Mm. Which one do we get? Do we get the guy whose name gets chanted at home and, and he swings out of his cleats? Do we get the guy who hits a ground ball to second on Saturday night, stands there and admires it and watches it, and we don't know why, and fans start booing him? Do we get the guy who can make dynamic plays, who can hit home runs? Do we get the guy who who came up in that marvelous game, I think it was the first of a four-game series of Target Field against Oakland, and hits that home run, and we're like, this is unbelievable. Which one do we get? Do we get the guy I'm that, curious. that made the terrific throw at Fenway sure. to, to win the game? There's, there's, the, there's the good one, mm-hmm. and there's the bad one, and I for the life of me of late, can't decide on a nightly basis which one we're going to see. You wanted to bench him while I was out last week. 
Because he didn't run out of the box. He didn't run. Yes, he did not. And then on Saturday, it was worse. He grounded to second base and literally stood there, and fans started to boo him. Really? I didn't see that one. It was it, well, I, un- I unplugged. He was going to be out, but he did. He just stood there, and then he ran after the fact. It was very bizarre. It was mm-hmm. very weird. Am I the only one who that doesn't really bother anymore? Uh, it doesn't bother me as much. It it still does. It doesn't bother me, though, if you're not a sloppy player, and he's become sloppy. He almost dropped a ball on Saturday. There's times where he is mentally tuned out, and I don't know why. Yep. And there's times where he is mentally engaged, and it's like, this guy's fantastic. And those things can cost you a game. It could be the difference between a run. If you lose by one run, and he makes a gaffe like that, or just something in a playoff game... If you, you know what? If you once in a while screw up, I completely get it. I do. It might be dumb, but I can get it. But but the problem with Rosario not running in the two cases that I just pointed out is it's a symptom. It's a bigger symptom, and I need to see: Are you going to be? Because if we get the if we get good Eddie in these playoffs, it could make a dramatic oh, difference. Yeah. If dramatic. you get the guy who you had in the first two months of the season, yes. who people were talking about as, as an AL MVP candidate. Absolutely. Makes a dramatic difference. Oh, puts you over the top for sure. I mean, not for sure, but no, really, but it, really it, It's imperative. Equalize things against against a uh, roster like the Astros or even the Yankees. Yep. A lot of the, definitely equalizes things. A lot of the things that we see from Eddie Rosario are very similar to what they saw forever in Boston with Manny Ramirez. The difference is that Manny's a much better, for as good a hitter as Eddie is, Manny's obviously was a much better hitter. And so you could sort of ignore a lot of that stuff and just say the old cliche of Manny, it's just Manny being Manny. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if if Eddie's going to make some of these mistakes that we've been seeing, he's got he's to gotta be able to make up for it with his bat. If he's going to make mistakes in the field... He's got to find a way to make up for it with with his bat. And, th- and don't make stupid mistakes too. Just right. don't make them. The thing right. that the thing that encourages me when it comes to Eddie Rosario is that he seems to always be locked in when it's a big moment. I mean, he's hit at least three home runs that come to mind right now that mm-hmm. either that either tied or gave them the lead late. So he might just and this isn't an excuse. But he might just get bored sometimes, like it, like in your regular run of the mill routine baseball game where it's the fifth inning and they have a big lead or they're down big or whatever. It's just a regular baseball situation. He might not be that locked in or that focused. But when when the moment is big, it seems like Eddie Rosario is one hundred percent locked in. And you would think that every pitch and every at bat of a playoff game. Is is one of those moments. Those postseason games in October ain't going to be so routine. So that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. He should be. If that if that's Mm -hmm. Eddie Rosario's nature, here's the mandate. He should be locked in in October. What I do not want to hear is I don't want to see him come up in a key spot at Target Field in a playoff game and hear fans chanting his name. I've said this before. I'll say it again. Every time they do, the man swings out of his cleats and pops up. All right. So let's leave him alone when he comes up. Give him a nice round of applause and let the guy hit. Eddie, Eddie, Eddie. I can envision it right now. He jumps 10 feet in the air and swings at the pitch. Here's the first pitch to Eddie, and he pops it up. But he's come up big in those moments, too. Nobody's going to come up every time, but Eddie Rosario's come up big as consistently as anybody in a Twins uniform this year in the big spot. Play smart. Play smart. Play hard. That's all I'm asking it's for. Time. It's almost time for postseason baseball, boys. It's going to be fantastic, oh, by the way. I can't. It's going to be great. 
It'd Catholic. be better if my Cubs are in it. But I cannot wait to cover Actually, I don't care about your Cubs right now. Really? Really, Yeah, Judd? I don't care because they choked. And they're going, and Joe, Ma- and Joe Madden's going to be gone. What are you trying to do to Joe me? Ma- I have another hour. Joe Madden's going to be gone. I have another hour to do. You know what? Joe Madden is going to be really good in San Diego. That's Judd's own game. Two more years of Craig Kimbrell, too, after this year, Rami. I might quit or I might be Should back. Should have signed Keiko. For Score North Live in just a minute right here on 1500scorenorth.com and the Score North mobile app. Thanks for listening to the Score North First Place Twins Show live from Bomba Soda, the land of 10,000 rakes. Magic number is three. Right now, Amazon is offering some amazing extra perks that come with a job offer. If you start a warehouse job, you can get a $1,000 sign-on bonus. That means you start earning a paycheck right away, plus you get extra cash to use before the holidays. Applying is so easy, you don't even need an interview. It's never been so rewarding to start an hourly job that's close to home. So what are you waiting for? To join the team today, visit Amazon.com slash sign-on bonus. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer.